Um, so I'm going to start tonight in Hebrews. If you will turn there in your Bibles, Hebrews chapter six, and we're going to talk about a very, I believe, a very pertinent and a very important um, uh, subject, and that subject is perseverance. Perseverance. So Hebrews chapter six. We'll start here, and um, let's start. We'll just jump right in here with verse twelve. It says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, if you look in the Amplified, this same scripture in verse 12, it says, In order that you may not grow disinterested and become spiritual sluggards. God forbid that we'd be spiritual sluggards, right? But imitators behaving as do those who through faith by leaning uh, by by their leaning of the entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in his power wisdom and goodness and by practice of patient endurance now look at that word maybe you should underline that endurance and waiting are now inheriting the promises so uh, one of the um, synonyms of uh, this word patience here would be uh, endurance. And another uh, translation even says perseverance, perseverance. And I believe that uh, that's part of um, seeing the promise of God coming to flourishing in your life. It, um, you know, sometimes uh, we think of life. As kind of sprints, we sprint through life, but more uh, realistically, it, it is an endurance run. You know, you see these endurance athletes that uh, I think the I think you have to run at least three kilometers to be called a endurance runner. But but some of them run and run and run, and you think, wow, that must be nice to do that. But they have trained themselves and they've built stamina and even mental. Mentally, they've trained themselves for these runs um, because some athletes have told me in the past that you can push yourself a lot harder than you think you can, it, but a lot of it's mental. And so I relate that to the word of God because he tells us consistently to listen to his word, pay attention, doesn't he? Pay attention to my word. In other words, um, you... you uh, Renew your mind and you keep alert mentally in, in the will of God by paying attention to God. He says, give attention to my word. Amen. So um, here it says through faith and patience, or we could say endurance or perseverance, that you inherit the promises. Now, it goes on to use the example of Abraham. So let's read 13. For when God made promise... To Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. So there is the blessing. He said, In all my blessing, I'm going to hold one out for you, right? I'm going to bless you. All my multiplying, I'm going to multiply you. You know, I think maybe we should put our names in that, right? In all his blessing, he's going to bless you and me. He's going to multiply us. Praise God. And then verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. 
For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willingly more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that made two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. It is a consolation to know that, isn't it? It is impossible for him to lie. And what he has promised in his word is his oath to you. You know, it's it's his, uh, he said he swore, he couldn't swear by any greater, so he swore by himself, you know. Isn't that amazing? Uh, if you're God, I swear to God, that's all he could swear by. Isn't that something? Because in him there is only truth, amen, and not lies. So it's impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor, an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So we see a lot here in these verses, but what I want to point out to you again is that Abraham, he um, believed God, the Bible says, he believed the promise of God, and even through, now think about it, He, when God first spoke to him in Genesis, he was 75 years old, and when the baby was conceived, he was 100 years old. So there was 25 years of, well, I'm getting older, Lord, you know, and Sarah's getting older, Lord. You know, they were kind of on a, a, you know, in our human minds, we get on a timetable of time is passing here. It's clicking by and we're not getting any younger. And so we're going to start having a children, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, 25 years later. Amen. So, uh, but I think the interesting part about them is that God kept talking to them through it. And I believe that any race that we have to run on this earth, God will continue, if we'll listen, he'll continue to talk to us about it. You know, he'll continue to give us information, revelation, wisdom. He'll continue to give us encouragement. And that's what he did with Abraham and um so uh, this promise came through uh, what he said, what, what, what would happen, and also an oath because it was impossible for him to lie. And I, I just want to—I want to go to Genesis, but I want to p- point out here an anchor to the soul. Don't you like having an anchor to your soul? You know, it's really important to keep your soul together. And, uh, you know, what we teach is uh, the soul is the will, um, the, you know, what you choose. In other words, your chooser, if you choose a good or evil or right or wrong, you know, your chooser in life. And then uh, your emotions, which would be your feeler, what whatever you feel. And, you know, you have to keep these things in check, don't you? Because you go through things in life and your feeler can get to go and re on, on high, you know what I mean? <laughs> you really feel some things, maybe disappointment or 
grief or maybe anger or all of these, you know, range of emotions that we all have felt and know very well. Uh, so you have to keep those feelings anchored in the word. Amen. And your will anchored in the world and then in the word. And then, of course, your intellect, the your thinker, the way you think. You have to keep it anchored in the word. And I like to say, whatever the word says is the way I'm going to think. Amen. No matter what the world says, I'm going to think what the word says. And I have the mind of Christ. The Bible says we do. We have the mind of Christ. So we can claim that if you feel yourself going over the edge sometimes with your uh, feelings or your uh, thinking you can claim that. Amen. And say, I have the heart of God. I've got the love of God. First um, John four, seven and eight says I'm born of love. I'm born of God. That's what I'm all about now. <laughs> well, you might not act like that, Scarlett, but that's what I'm born of. So I'm sticking with it. Amen. I am born of God. I'm born of love. So let's look over in Genesis chapter 12 and just visit or visit. Abraham for a minute because uh, he is used in this example of uh, perseverance and faith, faith and perseverance or faith and endurance. So let's look at Genesis chapter 12. It's easy, really easy to find the book of Genesis. Aren't you glad? Some of them, you know, you struggle with finding. And uh, this one is the first book, Genesis. Yeah, (laughs) Genesis chapter 12. And we see here God... Uh, spoke to him in verse 12, um, chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. Now these are things he's promising. These are not just um, off-the-cuff remarks. I mean, these are things when God says, I will, that means I am going to do this. So I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. Now that bless, you know, we've heard and I want to reiterate, that means to empower you. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to strengthen you. And one of the ways he does that is I will empower you to prosper. Amen. Well, I just don't know about all that prosperity stuff. Well, you ought to find out about it. Amen. Because it's very, very important. It's very important to God, evidently, because here he is saying, this is what I want to do with you, Abram. And he's the father of our faith, isn't he? So, uh, you know, it, it was stressed here. And I believe, really, um, you know, Brother Hagin used to say, you can find healing in every chapter of the Bible. I think you could just found, find prosperity in every chapter of the Bible, too. It's just full of God's love and promise. For uh, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Amen. So let's look at this. It says, I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken. And he did, even Hebrews uh, complimented him in his act of faith for leaving everything behind that he knew. And stepping out and going to uh, what God, to where God told him to go. So uh, there is the first of of God speaking to him when he was seventy five. Now let's look at Genesis fifteen, and uh, we'll 
we'll see where in verse one, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Um, he said in the Amplified, I'm your shield, your abundant compensation and your reward shall be exceedingly great. Hallelujah. God pays well when you serve him. Amen. He just does. He blesses you in every kind of way. So uh, Abraham or Abram at that time uh, in verse five, the Lord spoke to him and said, look now towards heaven and tell the stars if thou will be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted to him for righteousness. So here he hears the word of God. He hears God speaking to him about the stars He's getting older now, but he's hearing the word of the Lord and he agrees and he believed, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I believe when people throw their hands up and give in and quit on the endurance race, well, one reason is because they've stopped hearing the Lord. They've stopped reading the word. They've stopped yielding to the Holy Spirit and letting God not only not only talk to God, but letting God talk to them. And it's just so important, especially when we don't feel like it. <laughs> Amen. When you don't feel like it, that's the time to get your Bible out. That's the time to get on your knees. And I think it's a good thing for people to get on their knees and pray. Now, you don't have to always pray on your knees, but sometimes I think we lack a little bit of that. And we probably should do more on our knees. Amen. And let the Lord speak to our hearts and encourage us. Hallelujah. And this is what happened right here. He encouraged Abram and it says Abram, Abram believed him and it was counted to him for righteousness. And all these things happened here. Um, and, and we'll move on. Genesis chapter 17, when he was 86, uh, that happened. Now 17, he's 99, 99 years old, still no pregnancy. Um, and verse 17 says, when he was 90, Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect or be mature. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. So here he keeps saying the same thing to encourage Abram. And Abram fell on his face and God talked to him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham for the father of many nations. I have made thee. So there was a name change here, signifying, of course, covenant. Verse 7 says, he will, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. So the Lord reaching out, wanting covenant with people. Isn't that beautiful? Um, and encouraging, once again, not only... Abram, but we see in verse 15, he encouraged Sarah too. He said, uh, God said unto Abraham, as for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be, and I will bless her. 
God blessing a woman? <laughs> yep. I will bless her. I will empower her to prosper and to succeed and give thee a son also of her. And I will bless her and she shall be the mother of many nations and kings of people shall be of her. So we see uh, encouragement, right? And then let's look over in uh, in 18 really quickly in verse 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old. Say old. God doesn't care how old you are. He does not care how old you are. You see this? And there were a lot of other old people in the Bible that God used and used them very mightily. So don't use that as an excuse. I mean, it can, you know, the world can tell you you have aged out. You are over the hill. You, you know, we, we hear and see people, even at church, remove the old people from the stage and don't let the organist play because he's over 60. And I mean, on and on to, to be youthful. Well, the Bible says he will renew your youth like the eagles. (laughs) Amen. Who says it's a number of years on the earth that makes you feel young, right? So anyway, I'm just trying to uh, preach what he's preached to me because there's times where I've said, Lord, I'm just too old. And he said, no, you're not too old for anything, right? You're not too old. Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken. Look at that. Stricken. What does that look like? stricken in age and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying after I am waxed old shall I have pleasure my Lord being old also and then verse 14 I love this is anything too hard for the Lord is anything too hard for the Lord now that would be pretty tough to have a baby at a hundred wouldn't it I mean, think about it right now where we all are in our wonderful <laughs> age group. Um, but praise God, they had uh, children and it wasn't too hard for the Lord. Uh, Pastor Mark Brzee said uh, when we were there Sunday, he said, let's just believe God for the impossible. He said, instead of believing God for possible things, let's believe God for the impossible and, you know, really, that's where faith is, isn't it? Because the things that are possible, you don't you really need that much encouragement or faith or word really on it. Um, but something that's impossible like this situation, praise God, you put your trust in him. Amen. And realize some of you maybe need to put this down on your meditation book or your diary or whatever. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And then put a big no after it, right? Because that's the implication here. We know nothing is too hard for him. Now, let's look over in verse 21. Are you being encouraged tonight? Maybe you don't want a baby. You never wanted a baby. (laughs) But there might be some other things that need to be conceived in you. There might be some other things that need to be birthed by you. And I believe the will of God is always progressing. It's always going forward. There's always things that we need to be doing here on earth or we're just going to be in heaven, right? There's no reason for us to be here because this is not our home. Heaven's our home. But there is a godly plan for our life. And every one of you is significant to the plan of God. Every one of you. 
And so none of us are exempt from that. And, and that should make you feel good that God has a plan, a purpose for you to be here. Uh, Genesis chapter 21. Let's look at verse five. And it says, and Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. Hallelujah. They, uh, they held fast, didn't they? They stood fast. Uh, I heard a, a, or read somewhere. This uh, little boy had an old horse and somebody else that came up beside him had a real spunky, wonderful young horse. And and they were kind of making fun of him and saying, well, how how fast can your horse run? And he said, well, he can't run fast, but he can stand fast. <laughs> and I've thought about that through the years. I might not could run so fast, but I can stand fast. Amen. I'm going to stand fast on the word and let God do the rest. He does the rest of what he needs to do. Um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I just want to encourage you tonight. If there's things that have not come to pass in your life that you feel like God has promised you, it's not over. Amen. It's not over. And he can do glorious things and he can do them in a way that you would never have dreamed. Amen. So hold fast, stand fast. Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him. Of the same promise. So this was a strange place for him. Uh, you know, sometimes it is strange walking by faith. It, you know, people will look at you funny when, and sometimes I think, I think Pastor David said this in his Sunday morning service. Sometimes you ought not share everything with everybody <laughs> because they don't understand the strange country that we live in as far as the walk of faith and the talk of faith. And uh, uh, looking into the unseen realm and the expectation um, of believing God. And, uh, you know, they'll try to talk you out of it. So uh, you have to use wisdom in who you share things with that God has told you. But um, he will, the Lord will, you know, he'll send people to you that actually say, I know you can do it. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> Amen. I know you're the one he's chosen to do that certain thing in your community or that certain thing in your family. Or, uh, you know, I know that his promises are true concerning financial blessing in your life, no matter what it looks like. He has a thousand ways to do what he needs to do. In your life. Now look at verse 10. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Aren't you glad he wrote that instead of, well, she messed up with Hagar. And, you know, thank God he didn't reiterate the whole story, did he? He just took a highlight of Sarah did pretty good here. Praise God. She believed God. Because, you know, there were times where neither one of them were really what we would think outstanding faith people. And um, and yet God moved and blessed and helped them. And he will do the same for you. If you think, well, you know, I haven't been as diligent, I haven't uh, 
you know, done this or served him or maybe, you know, Abraham obeyed, but I haven't obeyed. Well, God's still ready for you to say, okay, I'm ready. You know, he's always ready to help you and he's already forgiven you. So, uh, you know, let's start, pick up the, the, uh, uh, baton and start running the endurance race. Amen. Because he is always ready. And he just doesn't hold those things against us. We, you know, one thing I, I thought about in prayer this afternoon is we need to forgive ourselves and we need to forgive others. And that's part of this endurance race. Amen. Is letting things go and letting things go that we've done wrong or said or, you know, and letting other people go because it, it will lighten your load. And I think that's probably part of the weights that can so easily beset us is uh unforgiveness and and just the heaviness of all that on you and i know that in my life i just had to say you know what uh god bless them bless those people bless that person <laughs> just and you almost have to grit your teeth when you say it <laughs> because your mind goes bless them do you know what they did to you <laughs> but it really relieves a lot of the burden um of us when we can bless those who curse us and who despitefully use us. Amen. It does wonders for us all. So here we go. We're yeah, we're going to continue here a few more minutes. Verse 12. Therefore sprang there even one um, and him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the sky and multitude and as the sand which is by the sea shore innumerable. His, these visions came to pass. Hallelujah. And all these died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So those words are very important that we be fully persuaded that what he's promised, he is able to perform it. Amen. Let that be a part of your vocabulary. I am persuaded, fully persuaded that God is able to provide for me, to to uh, provide uh, finances and physical health and well-being and mental clarity. Amen. All those things that he's promised in his word, be fully persuaded. Um, embrace them. That's another good word. Embrace them and confess them. Right. Now, look at verse 17. By faith, Abraham, Abraham when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that hath received the promises offered up his only begotten son. And we know how very important that was to the um, uh, allowing God to give up his son for us. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to just say perseverance, endurance. Uh, these words are uh, defined by doing something when it's very difficult to do it. And the Lord said in his word. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Endure. So there's going to be times where we're going to be enduring. We're going to be persevering. And that patience, though, will help us, along with faith, inherit the promises of God. All right, and we'll close with this. Romans chapter 4. Are you with me? Amen. Romans chapter 4. And look at... Um, we'll look at verse 17. 
As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So there were some dead things. And you might think in your life there's some dead things. Maybe it's a bank account. Dead, you know, or a savings account or a 401k or whatever that might be dead. But he did not consider that. Amen. He did not consider the deadness of his own body or his wife. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. And when the devil comes against you with fear or unbelief, trying to sow that, you can just start giving glory to God. I give glory to God. I believe him. I embrace his word. Amen. I'm fully persuaded. And I believe that just like verse 21 says, I'm being fully persuaded that he that he had promised he was also able to perform. And God is able. He is able. And even more than his ability, he's so willing. He wants to do it for you. Amen. He wants to see your life just spring forth with joy and peace and all kinds of happiness. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that your word is true that these promises are yes and amen to us. And we thank you for it, Father, that what you have promised, you are able to perform in our lives. And, Lord, we know that you've uh, spoken to us some things in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And then you've also written tremendous promises in your word. And we thank you that the promises you've written and the promises we've heard, that you are able You're able to perform those things, and we trust in you tonight. So if you're here or maybe you're listening on live stream and you've kind of let go of some of the promises of God, maybe you've just gotten tired. You've been enduring and enduring for a while, and you've just run out of steam. I believe tonight the Holy Spirit is coming upon you right now, and he is enriching you. He is strengthening you by your inner man with his might. I thank you, Lord, that tonight you're coming upon them, those ones who have uh, cast off um, their uh, your promises in their life for whatever reason, Lord. We thank you tonight. They'll pick them back up and they'll be like Abraham and Sarah and continue to run the race until those Uh, Promises are inherited until those promises are manifested and they see what has uh, before just been in the unseen realm. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I know that there's someone watching tonight on live stream that have had finances stolen from you. And I believe they're coming back in Jesus name, total restoration of finances and and more than what was stolen because that's what the Lord does for restitution. 
Thank you, Lord. I believe you, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.